welcome back to the good day podcast happy thanksgiving eve if you're listening to this in real time it's thanksgiving week cyber week it's crazy town i can't believe the thanksgiving is already here and you know what i as i've gotten older i was just thinking about this i have learned to appreciate thanksgiving so much more than i used to like even just a couple of years ago because i've always honestly just kind of looked at it as like a speed bump on the road to Christmas like okay let's get Thanksgiving over with so we can move on to Christmas but here lately I have had a deeper appreciation of Thanksgiving it's just a day to slow down eat a lot of good food hang out with people that you love ideally and just think about your blessings, think about your life, like kind of take time to seriously slow down and, you know, not work and just be there to think about your blessings in your life. And obviously, some people have to work. My husband, being in law enforcement for so many years, he did work many Thanksgivings. So I know it's not always a case for everybody to be able to do that. But if you can, it's just such a nice day. There's no pressure of gift giving or anything like that. It's just awesome. I love, love, love Thanksgiving. And my mom is hosting this year. So we are headed to her house tomorrow and she's doing the bulk of the cooking. Bless her heart. So it's just going to be a fabulous little day. Um, But I wanted to chat uh, about life today. Just a little Q&A chit chat. I put up a question box over in stories the other day. And so I thought I would just, I printed all of those off and I thought I would just go through and answer some random questions and we can just have a little chit chat about life. And I did see a lot of blogging questions, actually, a lot of questions on being an influencer. So I'll chat through some of those. Uh, Yeah, we'll just have a good little heart to heart today. Okay, so first question, what really keeps you going in this type of work? Um. First of all, that's a great, really great question. And for me, I think there's a couple layers to that. The first one for me is just being able to work from home. And the fact that this has turned into a job for me that provides for our family that I can do from home when I'm still with my kids, still there to pick them up from school or pick them up if they're sick or just being with them always when they were little before they were in school. That is invaluable to me. And that is my biggest, like every day, I just try to remind myself, like, can you believe you get to do this? Like, can you believe you get to do this job that you, you know, that God essentially put in my lap and helped me grow and develop into this career and this booming business? And it's just so cool. Like, I just still many times feel like I have to pinch myself that I even get to do this. And I even get to like right now have a podcast and be able to chat with you and and people out there want to listen like that's that's crazy to me and God has just blessed me so much and I always give him the glory for where he's taken me in this crazy career that I find myself in and then the other thing I think is just a passion for what what I do I love sharing you know, easy decor ideas. I was always into decorating as I was growing up, rearranging my room constantly. So it feels very natural for me to to do what I do now. And now also the extension of that being this podcast, just to be able to share my faith and some of my struggles with you guys and open up and be vulnerable, you know, hoping that it helps even one person, I think is also been a really nice 
kind of addition into what I do this podcast has been so so yeah that's that's really what keeps me going is I just feel so lucky and blessed to do this as work such a fun job at the end of the day and I'm so fortunate and then it's also something I'm really passionate about and so that keeps me going when it's hard and when there's negativity or when I feel disappointed or whatever it may be I try to remind myself of those things. Okay, next question. Uh, what are your best tips for waking up early or having a morning routine? Uh, you know, what's funny is I used to not be the best morning person. Like I would do it for two days and then I would give up. But since August, I have made, I'm really proud of myself. I have made such an effort to get up early and to have my morning routine. And I even did a whole podcast episode <laughs> on my morning routine and why I love it so much. But I think what helped me and what might help you is to start looking at your morning routine as a gift to yourself, as something you get to do, you don't have to do it, to make you the best version of you. Because truly, when I wake up early and I do my workout and I have some time to myself to pray, to read my devotion, to just sit quietly and drink coffee, I am giving myself the best chance at being like the best version of myself that day. I have done it now since August and I'm to the point where I feel like if I don't have my morning routine, I instantly am cranky and just like not settled. Like I'm kind of more, I don't want to say more anxious, but just more like nervous energy. Like it just, I don't start my day off right when I don't do that and I don't do it on the weekend. I'm only doing my morning routine, like early morning wake up, uh, workout, you know, quiet time, devotional time on during the week, I give myself the weekends off, but it really just is like a little gift to myself because I feel good. I'm proud of myself. And for getting the workout done for me, the biggest piece of it is like, that's the hardest thing on my to-do list for the day or the thing I want to do the least. You know what I mean? Like I don't really love working out. I don't know anyone that particularly does. It's always hard and you kind of dread it. So why not get it over with as soon as possible? Like the minute I wake up, I have my workout clothes, I grab them, I know where they are, grab my contacts, get down to the basement and get it done. And then immediately 30 to 45 minutes later, I can check that off the list. And I'm like, yes, like self high five. I did it. It's done for the day. And I'm just in a better mood. So you know, I would say just just do it. Just start. It's going to be hard at first, but if you get in that routine of getting up and doing it, I think your body gets more used to it and it's not as hard to wake up early. I do go to sleep pretty early, I will say, like maybe 10 or 10.30 on a really late night, but most nights, to be honest, I fall asleep on the couch at like 9.30, 9 or 9.30. Um, so anyway, kind of maybe change your mindset about it and see how much better you feel when you have that early morning workout and that time to yourself before anyone else is awake. It really is glorious. Are you ready to move to Florida yet? Uh, yes and no. You know, I think the perfect situation is that from about May to December, I live in Colorado. We live in Colorado where the summers are fabulous. The fall is really pretty good. You, then you have the snowy holiday season. And then from January 
to, you know, late April, you live somewhere like Florida or like Texas or Arizona or somewhere, probably more Arizona, honestly, would probably be the best bet, but somewhere that's warm and sunny and fabulous during that time of year when I really struggle with like, okay, winter is going on and on and on and on. So I would love to live somewhere like that, but only part-time, at least for Florida. I don't know if I could live there year round. I feel like the humidity would really get to me. Also, I've noticed in the two times we've been there, it's not a ton, but we've spent two weeks in Florida now, a week this past summer and a week before, it rains there a lot. And it's cloudy there a lot and like overcast. And obviously the, the clouds blow through pretty quick and storms come and go pretty quick all throughout the day. But that would maybe get old for me because I just like sun. Like I could live somewhere, Arizona would probably be the best place for this. I could live somewhere where it's literally just sunshine and warmth every single day. Like not a cloud in the sky. <laughs> That's my type of weather. Um, but yeah, I don't know if I could ever live there full time. So I'd have to say I'm not ready yet. I don't know if that's ever going to be in the cards for us. Uh, next one, are your kiddos as strong in faith as you and any tips? Uh, so I mean, they're kids. They're not definitely not as strong in their faith as I am, but I think like my husband and I really make an effort to talk about God every single day and not in a preachy way, not in a, you know, you need to do this or God will be disappointed, like whatever. Like, I don't, I think for us, like the biggest thing is just having a, a strong heart of gratitude and letting them see and feel that, you know, if it's a beautiful day saying, thank you, God, for this gorgeous day. Thank you, God, for, I pray with each one of my kids when I'm laying with them in bed at night. We have a lengthy bedtime routine. It's actually kind of a problem. My kids, <laughs> they need to get better at just going to sleep on their own. But a lot of nights I will lay with them and we'll talk about the day and we'll pray and I'll pray over them and thank God for them and for our family and our home and all the blessings we have. And so they're very much aware that God is, you know, part of our daily life and our daily mindset. And as they're growing older, that's something they're learning more and more about. We were in church a couple of weekends ago and there was someone there getting baptized and my 11 year old son instantly got so so excited I was actually kind of shocked by his reaction but he got so excited and was like I want to get baptized I want to get baptized and it was just a really cool moment so we'll definitely be doing that soon but yeah they're they're learning and I want them to see it as more of a daily you know a daily thing to to seek out God as opposed to just going to church on Sundays uh, but to see him as part of our everyday life. So, so yeah, and it's fun. It's fun to teach them those things and to see it starting to click in their little minds and in their hearts. Uh, what's one dream you have that is yet to come true? One dream you have that is yet to come true. Hmm, <clears throat> man, these are some good questions. Honestly, the first thing that comes to mind is moving to Texas. <laughs> and here I was just talking about living somewhere part-time. And here, the other part of the year. Uh, but I think deep down, this is going to sound crazy, but deep down in my soul, I feel like I belong living in Texas. I just, for a variety of reasons, but I just have always felt so pulled to Texas. I've been there many times. I love it every time that I go. And I love the people. And of course, the weather obviously is much hotter than I would probably like in the summer. I, I think a lot of people have warned me of just how terribly hot it is in the summer. 
But I don't know. I just have always been so pulled to Texas. And I think for me, that's like my ultimate dream is to one day move somewhere where it's just warm and sunny year round and I don't have to suffer through winter and I don't have to suffer through snow and all of that. That would be the ultimate dream for me. And I don't know if or when that will ever, ever happen. But yeah, that's that's kind of what is what comes to mind first when I think of that is definitely moving somewhere warm and sunny and saying goodbye to the Colorado freezing winters. So next question, can you share a little about your testimony and how you've come to have such a strong faith? Uh, so just real quick, a little bit of my backstory. I grew up in a Christian home. We went to a Baptist church, lived in a really small town, and faith was just a part of, of daily life. We prayed before meals. Uh, we talked about God, my parents, my grandparents, like all of my family, they were religious and it was just the way it was. Like, I don't have any memory of that not being a part of our life. You know, I went to church camp in the summers when I was younger. And so it was just always a part of my life and gave me a really great foundation to build from. But as I got older and then into college and then into my you know, into my 20s, I will say I was very lukewarm in my faith. I didn't have a super strong connection to God. I kind of let myself float around and I didn't really, I wasn't grounded in my faith at all. Like it was a take it or leave it kind of thing. Like I'm not saying I didn't believe in God or like had this big separation from God. I just wasn't putting effort into getting to know God more or really seeking him out like I really should have been. And, uh, yeah, just not the best version of myself. And I've said this before, I kind of was floating along in that lukewarm state until I really got into my battle with anxiety. And that battle is what drew me closer to God because I needed God in a whole new way that I had never needed God before. I started having panic attacks. I started going through some pretty scary levels of anxiety and, that I had never experienced before. And because of that, I dug into my faith into desperately, desperately needing God to like hold my hand and walk me through that season. And that's really what totally took my faith from being just completely lukewarm to being something that I'm so passionate about because I feel like it saved me, you know, to be honest. I feel like it saved me and it helped me through that season of life and was this incredible, I wanted, it was everything. It was really just relying on God in that whole new way. And so now, fast forward a few years, I'm continuing to just want to learn more about about my faith, more about Jesus. I just love Jesus. I'm fascinated with Jesus. I want to learn as much as I possibly can about Jesus. So, so yeah, in a nutshell, that's kind of my story. But I'm very grateful that I was raised in a home that, you know, faith and God and all that was a part of our daily life and it gave me such a great foundation. But it faith is so much more than going to church. And a lot of people ask me, do you go to church? You know, what's your church in Colorado? And yeah, we do go to church. We don't go every single week, but I have, there was a time in my life where I was going every single week and I am closer to God now, not being in church every single week than I was then. And I'm not saying don't go to church. The community, the fellowship there is so good for the soul. It is medicine for the soul. I love being there, but if I can't go, I don't feel like a bad 
you know, I don't feel like God's disappointed in me, if that makes sense, because my faith these last few years has been cultivated outside of church between me and God. And so, um, so yeah, just my viewpoint on faith, everything has changed just in these last few years. And like I said, I owe that to anxiety, <laughs> the battling through that, uh, knock on wood. I just, I never want to go through that again, but I am grateful that God brought me closer to him in that experience. If you could have any job in the world, what would you do? I always thought it'd be cool to be a, a labor and delivery nurse. I don't know if any of you other moms, when you have a baby and you know, I've had three, it was like the best day of my life. It was such a happy, incredible experience. All three of my births were just amazing. And I can, every single time that I have given birth, I have left the hospital being like, man, those nurses are so lucky that they get to work in such like an exciting, high paced environment and see all these babies come into the world. I just I know it might get old if you're in that every day, but from the outside looking in, that would be a super, super cool job. So if I could pick like a dream job, it might be something like that, like where I worked in a labor and delivery room or I don't know if I'd want to be a doctor, maybe just a nurse. I don't know. But something like that I think would be really fun because it's such a magical moment in somebody's life. And we had such good nurses every time that they really are like angels. <laughs> and I just, I think that'd be so cool. But really, like what I'm doing now in this season of life as a blogger, as a quote influencer, which you guys know I hate that that word, really feels like a dream job. I really feel that in my bones that I'm so lucky and fortunate in this season of life to be doing this. I have no idea what the next few years hold. I mean, I may not be doing this in a year from now. I have no idea. I'm just trusting God to continue opening the doors if he wants me to go down this way or to speak to my heart so that I know when it's time to leave this industry, I guess you could say. So I don't know what the future holds, but right now in this season of life, I feel extremely fortunate that I get to do what I do. You know, my husband left law enforcement. He left uh, police work and is home with us most of the time now, which is just incredible and helps me a ton. Uh, he does have a job, but it's mostly on the weekends. And so it's a lot more of a flexible schedule and he doesn't work every weekend. So it's just we have way more balance in our day to day lives. And it's just all because of what God has has blessed us with with this crazy Instagram and blogging thing. So I feel very fortunate. I'd say I'm probably in my dream job really right now. Uh, here's another one about blogging. What is the best part of your job and what's the hardest part? Um, for me, the best part is that it's fun. Most of the time, the things I'm doing are just fun and they're carefree. And I try to remind myself of that when I get stressed, you know, talking about, decor that I love or an outfit that I love at the end of the day it's fun things it's a, it's like a source of entertainment really I mean that's how I feel when I'm consuming other people's content I want to look at it to entertain me or to teach me something or to make me laugh or whatever it may be so it's it's lighthearted, and I love that before I did this and before this all developed into a job for me, I worked in a few different jobs that were heavy. They were great jobs, but they were heavy. One in particular was working with children in a uh, group home and children that were either out of the foster care system or waiting on. There was various reasons why these kids were 
living in this group home. It was a tough environment for them and a tough job for me emotionally to see these kids and hear the stories of abuse and different things that had happened to them. And I only stayed in that job for a few months, but it it kind of scarred me in a sense because it was so emotionally heavy and I absorb I'm an empathetic person so I absorb other people's emotion and other people's energy and sadness and stories and things like that stick with me and so it was tough and in comparison to what I'm doing today what I'm doing today is so much more fun and so much more lighthearted. and at the end of the day it's just a good time you know what I mean I try to keep that in perspective even though it's hard and there's challenges to it it's fun it's fun and I'm grateful for that. Um, what was the second part of this? Oh, the hardest part of the job. I think for me, the hardest part is just feeling like you're always on that hamster wheel of creativity. Like I'm always trying to come up with the next thing to share or the next thing I want to do or idea I can share. And some of it comes very naturally. And there's times where I'm just like cranking things out and have these ideas that come to me and it's fun and easy. And then there's times you go in a rut where it's like, dang it, I have no ideas. I have no idea what to share or what to even say today on Instagram stories. Like who even cares what I'm doing? Like I have days like that where I'm just like, oh, you know, it's, it's just like you don't have anything to share. You're kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel, the creativity barrel, so to speak. And that can be tough. But I have learned in the last few years to just kind of ride out those highs and lows as far as creativity goes. And if I'm not feeling it, like don't force it and give it some time and I'll think of something or get an idea of something eventually and it will all work out. I don't have to force it all the time. And then also it's hard to just like share your life, like know how much to share and how much not to share. I've talked about this before, but like I don't enjoy share. I don't like to share my kids a lot because I'm a freak and paranoid and I want to keep them safe. <laughs> I don't want to put them on the internet and I don't want people to ever... I don't know, I'm very, very protective of them, but that also is limiting in some senses because there's a lot of stuff in my personal life I don't share because it involves my kids or other stuff like that that I don't really want to put out there. And so finding those boundaries of what I'm comfortable with and what I'm okay with sharing, what I'm not okay can be tricky. Like for instance, right now my dad, and I haven't shared this anywhere else, but my dad is going through some pretty scary health challenges right now and we are in the midst right now of like getting those things sorted out and it's scary and there's been a couple of days where I've just wanted to cry and get on stories and say oh my gosh you guys all this stuff's going on with my dad and this person who I love so so much and I'm scared and whatever like it's hard for me to get on and be peppy but then I don't because I don't want to share too much you know what I mean like it's just, it's difficult to figure those those things out. And um, so that's always something that I'm like trying to juggle and sort my way through. Um, so yeah, those are just a couple, couple things that come to mind. All right, next one here says, what is your best tip for staying positive and full of joy? Uh, you know, I actually have a couple of episodes on this topic of some mindset hacks that give you more joy. I am all into mindset. I know it may be cheesy to some of you or, you know, it's kind of cliche or whatever because I feel like it's a hot topic right now, but really mindset is everything. The way you think is everything. Your life is going in the direction of your strongest thoughts. And if you're thinking negative, complaining things with a victim mentality all the time, 
that will seep so much into your life that that's like the direction it starts to go. And you, those things start to become your identity in a sense. And I have just learned there's so much power in our thoughts and in our mind. And not every day is going to be perfect. Definitely. I have plenty of hard days, plenty of days where I'm just in a bad mood, or I don't have much energy, or I'm just in a funk or whatever it may be. But I also have learned that I have the power to turn those things around by being by adopting a mindset of gratitude and just trying to look for the positive and not letting myself complain. And a while back, I can't even remember where I heard this. I heard this somewhere and I even mentioned it in an episode once, but it basically said to think of your life as an hourglass and the sand that's running through that hourglass is sand that you're never going to get back. You can't slow it down. You can't put the sand back in once it's fallen through. You can't flip it over and start over. Like we all have this designated amount of sand that's our life that's how long God decides to leave us on this earth and that sand going through you're never going to get it back today you will never get back yesterday you're not going to get back you get no do-overs right like this isn't a dress rehearsal this is life this is happening right now your life is happening right now and you have no idea none of us do how long we're going to live and how long how much time we have and I know that's kind of a morbid thought if you have an anxious wired mind like I do that might freak you out and it's not a happy thing to think about I get it but it's also the reminder that life is such a gift and we really are in control of making the most of each and every day to the best of our abilities and obviously there's rough times there's difficult seasons we go through we've all been through those rough patches but if you can fight through it to get to the other side it's always worth it So I don't know if that really answers the question, but it's a mental, it's a daily mental challenge. You have to put effort in every single day to stay positive, to be grateful, to look at things with a lens of gratitude instead of a lens of negativity. And the more you do that, what I've learned, and it's really cool the way the brain works, the more you do that, the easier it gets. And on the flip side, the more negative you are, the easier it is to be negative. It's really, really fascinating. Next one, how to get started blogging and grow a following on Instagram. I think you just have to start. I don't think there's any anything to do other than just start. And that's a decision you make. It's not a feeling that you wait for. And you just decide, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go for it. If you have something you're passionate about and you feel like you could share a lot about that thing, you know, that one particular area, or if, if you're more of a lifestyle blogger and just want to share your life, just start. Just just get out there and do it and don't let fear or the what ifs or what people are going to think of you hold you back. That was the hardest thing for me, I think, when I got started is overcoming the fear of what people would think about me that I knew in real life. Because for me, it's a lot easier to put myself out there to people I don't know, you know, if that makes sense, like strangers on the internet, that there's a very, very good chance I'll never meet in person. I can share and be a lot more open with people like that than I can with people in my personal life, which, you know, what does that say about me? I guess I should dig into that. But you know what I mean? Like your family or your friends that follow you, like what are they going to think about you if you start to do this? And that was a big one for me to overcome. And actually that reminds me, my brother, my older brother, I have two older brothers. One of them years ago, as I was kind of starting to get into this more and I had started my blog and stuff and I was starting to get more of a following on Instagram, said something to me once at a barbecue or something said to me 
so what are you trying to make Instagram like a job or something? Like, are you going to be able to make money with this? And I can remember laughing at him thinking, oh gosh, no. And I told him, no, no, I'm just doing it for fun. It's just a hobby. Like it's nothing, you know, like that. I'm just trying to do it for fun. And I, you know, it's it's so funny now all these years later is like what, what it has become. But that again was like me feeling like I looked so silly to my family and my friends because I was doing this sharing stuff on the internet with strangers, which is very bizarre when you think about it. Um, so that's a big piece of it. Get over that. Get over what people are thinking and just start start sharing. Make reels, as many reels as you can, because those are the the only way to really get your content seen anymore on Instagram and just go for it and have fun with it and just be who you are. Don't try to imitate anybody else. All right, guys. Well, I'm going to wrap it up here. That's probably enough questions for today. Uh, but yeah, we have two more episodes left in this season and I can't believe it. I can't believe we're already coming down to the tail end of the season, but I hope you enjoy this fun little Q&A, this little life chat. As always, thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a great holiday weekend and I will chat with you in the next one. Bye.